Uh, on this episode of Between the Game and Life, this is going to be a different, uh, a different kind of episode with a different topic. I have my good friend Martin Ashford with me. Um, Martin, I appreciate you being on here with me today. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you inviting me on. Um, Martin, will you give a brief uh, introduction about yourself and kind of your history with basketball, sports, and kind of what you're doing now and your your sons, your kids? Yeah, yeah. So, like Cam said, my name is Martin Ashford. Um, my introduction to sports, uh, basketball specifically, I didn't start playing organized ball until I was in the fifth grade. I moved here from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I always played, you know, just in the neighborhood with kids, but as far as organized, when I moved to Lexington, um, we used to play in the Eastland League over at Yates. Um, that was my first time ever playing any organized sport, and boy, was I trash. Uh, it, it, it was an eye-opener because kids, kids here was well – well, it bit more advanced than I was. So um, that was my start. And then um, I ended up playing seventh and eighth grade year of middle school. And then I didn't play my freshman year of high school. And I just played sophomore through senior year. Um, but now um, uh, I have a son that's in high school. He's my oldest. Um, he is going into his sophomore year. And uh, he's playing basketball and he does other sports as well. Um, but we uh, just got done, finished up our AAU season. Gotcha. Um, and so you have three other sons as well. So you have I have Makai three other kids. Thirteen. Yes. And then... I have Marcellus, who's twelve. And then I have uh, Martin Junior, my last one, who is nine. Gotcha. All right. So the reason for this podcast is because Martin called me probably about two weeks ago, uh, just to check in on me, and we end up talking for ninety minutes. It was a yeah. great conversation out the blue. And we really touched on just, you know, navigating sports as a parent. And we were both reflecting on our um, playing careers, you know, hit him in high school, I in high school, and just some of the, you know, some of the things that we wish we had and some of the things that we're trying to provide to our um, kids as, as fathers navigating their sports careers. And I feel like this is important because the majority of people that I have um, that are, you know, friends, personal friends, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, um, everyone seems to have kids that they get involved with, um, that they put them in sports leagues. And we all want to see our kids do well. And so, you know, some of that stems from what we wish we would have done as athletes. And we want our kids to accomplish their um, potential and, you know, live out their dreams with the game. And so it's uh, it, it's tough navigating it, especially, you know, maybe if your kid doesn't want it as much as you do and stuff like that. And so Martin was a great person to bring on because, like he said, he, he has a son that's in high school, is going to be a sophomore, has a lot of talent. Um, so pretty soon, the next couple of years, he's going to be navigating, you know, his career as sports and he has other sons coming up behind him that also are, you know, um, love their sports as well. And so Martin touch on, touch on your athletic career and maybe, you know, what you wish you would have known about sports maybe after, after high school. So to start off, man, uh, uh, playing sports for me was just an outlet, um, to get away from some of the things I had personally going on at home. Um, I'm sure people heard, you know, heard this story before from from other athletes but 
that was my thing. I just enjoyed, you know, going outside playing, playing with my friends, you know, um, just hanging with them. But, you know, when, when I got to high school and I actually seen that I had a little bit of talent, you know what I mean, and, and the coaches that I had uh, believed I had talent and was willing to work with me and stuff, you know, it wasn't really until my, I say, junior year, going into my senior year, uh, that I really – play with the idea of playing college playing in college because uh, I, I never even not that I I never thought that I couldn't play but I never even played with the idea of actually playing in college like it never was a a, a thought to me um uh like Orice Ivory uh who's coached you and a lot of our friends um he would he he's gotten a lot of people exposed to college ball and got them in school uh on all kinds of levels, you know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, Juco, D1, D2, whatever. Um, but I say that to say, like, when, when during my senior year, man, like I said, I had a lot going on uh, personally at home. And by the time my senior year was over, man, I just wanted to go out and work. I just wanted to get a job and work um, and, and, and help out help out my family as much as possible. So I, I kind of cut – I didn't kind of, I cut it short as far as playing, playing ball. Um, I actually, my mom tells a story, which I kind of forgot about. Uh, a coach uh, came to the house and was like, you know, we want you to come play with us. And uh, they was offering me, I'm pretty sure it was a full ride to go. And I was like, nah, man, I'm done with basketball. Wow. <laughs> I sat there and told him in my living room that I was done. Like, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to get a job after I graduate high school is what I told him. Do you remember um, the school? I do not remember the school. Somewhere in Indiana, I believe. It was a small school. I, I don't I don't think it was. It definitely went D1 or nothing like that. But uh, it may have been a JUCO or something like that. So, uh, But I told him I was done. Um, but looking back on it, man, I I wish there was somebody who would have been like, nah, man, you need to go. Yeah. You know, I never had nobody in my ear to say, you need to go. You need to go experience different things. You know, you're still young. You can always come back home if you don't like it. Right. Nobody nobody was in my ear. They just left that up to me. That was just a decision I made because of the position uh, that I was in at the time. So, yeah, um, yeah that, that that was pretty much my uh, my career after high school. Yeah, what's, what's funny to me is as I think about just people with their kids um, – you said, you know, you were using the game as an outlet at first. And so, you know, it, it's funny that you use the game as an outlet, but then there comes a point in time where it's like, well, wait a minute, this outlet can also lead to something else out there. And so, right. and so how, like, as a parent, how do you navigate that with your kids of being like, you know, balancing, like you can have the love for the game, but also like, there's also doors this game can open up for you if you take it seriously. Yeah. So like now my, I, I use my oldest as an example, since he's the closest to going to uh, uh, have the potential of going to play in college. Uh, he, he plays basketball, but he also runs track and does cross country. And he's he, actually running is his natural sport, but he has like crazy potential in basketball. He's pretty good in basketball as well. But, you know, I'm in his ear about one, brother, I don't plan on playing for, paying for your school. <laughs> that, that's the first thing. Like, I, me and your mom ain't paying for your school. So academics or sports or both yeah. is, is what's going to get you there. Um, but I just tell him, you know, the networking. Uh, one, it's, it's an experience that you, 
that uh that is like no other playing this uh playing in college. Um the networking, the education, the work ethic that you receive from it. It it teaches you a lot and it'll take you all over this world if you allow it. So I, we we've been preaching this to him from day one. Of course, uh education is always first. Um but sports, man, it me coaching now and seeing some of the places that Charles has been, which is my brother, uh, he played college ball, um, seeing some of the places and where it took him and where it took you, you know, and where it took Shell, you know what I mean? Um, I just try to stay in his ear about that because um, all those opportunities, all those opportunities is, you know, is once in a lifetime. Yeah. Um, and even as I think, like, it, it really doesn't matter what level you play on either. Like, no, it doesn't. Like when I was in high school, it was it, in my mind, it was D one or bust. But yeah. you know, once I got, yeah. once I got humbled, it was like, you know, and I, <laughs> and I went to Asbury It's like, I learned so much from being at Asbury and met so many people and made all the different connections and networking. Mm -hmm. And even like my first job out of college, um, it was, a it was, a or it was a nonprofit presenting to our class that did work in my old neighborhood in Lexington. And after the class, I went up to them and introduced myself. And then when I graduated, they had a job open. And so even those kind of connections of being able to have like yeah. companies, organizations come to campus and make connections in, in um, that way, like open, opens those kind of doors. Something I was yeah. also thinking about, like within our community, like, all right. So when I go to a lot of middle school and high schools to talk, all the boys want to be, you know, basketball or NFL players. Yep. I think like when you see someone on TV that it, it seems like the easiest job to have, right? Like you get paid millions of dollars to play basketball. So I feel like, you know, a lot of times we put this emphasis on our kids that like, if you take this sport seriously and you have love for it, like this is your easiest path to success. Well, you, right. you, you, like it seemed like it'd be your easiest path to, to success. But yeah. I think like our generation of people understand that like there's a million ways to get it right. Like you can use basketball and sports to be an avenue for like other career options to be a professional, not just a professional athlete. Have, Absolutely. You, have, you, have you had those kind of talks with your kids and and like you and you and your wife are like kind of professional like you're a firefighter brandy has yeah. her master's and works in the school system so he sees mm -hmm. like what like two professional people do you know to, to have a sustainable living for a family so have you have you had those kind of talks with them as well yeah absolutely more so brandy because she she's more uh educated on those things but um just like this this year he went to louisville and attended a uh, an accountant camp at university of louisville um and she just and fast forward to today, they went to um, a place called Spy Coast Farms. Um, it's with uh, Legacy Equine Academy. Mm -hmm. uh, and she was just explaining to them, you know, they talk about horse racing and all of that. And uh, she was telling them, she was like, well, you know, you know, the horse racing industry needs accountants, you know. And so just like when you think of an account, you think of like a bank or somebody's personal account or something like that. But you don't think about these different businesses that needs the accountants. Right. Just like any sports franchise or, you know, whatever it is, you know, dealing with sports needs accountants. So she's in his ear more so about that than I am because she knows a whole lot more about that. I, as a matter of fact, she, <laughs> she teach me and him are learning a lot on that end. <laughs> so, but we, you know, we talked to him about that. You know, it ain't just about sports per se, you know, everybody don't make it to the NBA. You need to see where else this can take you what avenues it can take you down yeah the coach Lincoln called me and he was saying that uh i think 
he was calling me about some game and he said that he had someone that goes that went to an accounting camp. He didn't say the name, but I, I just figured out he was at accounting <laughs> camp. He was, he was like he was like, I didn't even know they had accounting camps. Like what is what he is went that? to one um I'm trying I was sitting there trying to think of what it's called. It's if you heard the name of it, you've heard it before. I'm sure you heard it throughout your years in high school. I I just can't think of the name of it right now. But um it's I call it an accountant camp, but the, the the basis of it is account. They learn other things as well, though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was more. It's just more about account. I can't think of what it's called though. Yeah. But that was him. <laughs> it was him that went. Yeah. So na- navigating. All right. So we're we're going to focus on Monte a little bit. Um, okay. So you said you know he's really talented at basketball, but like running is his natural thing. And mm-hmm. from the different people I know, like they have their kids in multiple sports, you know, at times, you know, it might be soccer season and flips to baseball or flips to football and things like that. Um, and I think we've talked before about how, you know, maybe because like a, a week ago, I was watching the world championships of, of running, you know, long distance, you know, there's people yeah, that yeah. make the Olympics for long distance and stuff like that. So how, how have you tried to like, like, have you tried to push him more? in a running like because you know like basketball is the popular thing like it's cool right. to be a basketball player it's not that cool to be a long distance yeah. runner you know what i mean yeah i i used to um i was on him hard for a long time about it um the thing is about him he like i said he's a natural runner he first started running in sixth grade because i told him look you're not just gonna come on play video games you either gotta join some kind of program at school join a sport or something before basketball starts because <laughs> that's all he wanted to play. Uh, I mean, I tried to get him to do a little cross. I, I tried to get him to do everything. <laughs> I was like, man, cross country's coming up. You want to run it? He was like, yeah, I'll try it. You know, they he went out for it. And the first day they ran from Hayes Middle School to Jefferson Park, ran around and came back. And I was like, man, how was it? He was like, I wasn't bad at all. So <laughs> I'm thinking, all right. So at this first couple of meets, man, he's he's uh he started off, uh you know, of course, at the bottom because he never run, he don't know how to pace himself, you know, right. he didn't know any of that stuff. But as the year went on, man, he was top five every race. Yeah, every race, like, and this is not doing anything extra outside <laughs> of this is just going to middle school practice and coming home. So. As he got up to his eighth grade year, man, he was always two or three every race. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, getting medals, made state, and all of that. And I would tell him, like, look, the difference between you coming in first and second, like winning a race and coming in second, is you getting your behind up, going outside and running a mile or two every day. Right. Just he wouldn't do it. Extra work. Yeah, just that little bit of extra work. He wouldn't do it. Now, basketball, he'll get up and work on some stuff. He may not always self-motivate, you know, self-motivate to get up and and do stuff. But when I take him to workouts and stuff like that, he'll get going. Like, he'll he'll work fine. So, it came a time I asked him, like, look, man, you, I, you might need to take this running thing a little serious. This is your, this is your scholarship right, right. here. Like, you, you cold at it. But still, still to this day, don't, don't do any running extra. Yeah, and I, as much as I want him to, and I and I still push him as much as I can, but I don't do it to a part to to a point where it's a 
hindrance on our relationship. You know what I mean? Like he still runs, but he don't do anything extra. He still runs track though. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not even sure if he's gonna run cross country this year. Gotcha. So, um, something that just came across my mind. I was thinking about your playing career at Brown Station, and you you were kind of like I was cold. Go ahead, say it. I was cold. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. But you were you were out of place for like what the system, uh, like the way you fit into the system because you were like like you played the big man spot but you're only like six two you know what i'm saying yeah and so you like you probably either didn't need to develop or like you weren't able to showcase like your skills so what i'm positioning this is like when when as parents we want to put our kids in the best situations to showcase their skills you know what i mean right is there any um like do you see that for your kids of like like you personally knew that like Maybe maybe you were hindered from an athletic standpoint because of the position you had to play. Do you feel like do you feel like you want to put your kids in the best situation for them to succeed? And what I what I'm trying to say is like some parents go the extra mile. Like I'm taking my kid out of this school, we're moving to this yeah. district. You know what I'm saying? We're going on this team. Yeah. Well, let me let me address something first that you said. Is <laughs> so yes, I was out of position, but only because not not that I didn't showcase the skills, my skills weren't as good as others. Okay. So I, I didn't. So like I, Tino, he was. I would have been a guard in high school. Right. I'm not. I wouldn't. I didn't have handles. You know right. what I mean? I'm not going to handle the ball. I wasn't the best shooter. Um, the only thing that I knew to do that I that I was good at was pretty decent. That was defense. I could rebound the ball. And I was okay in the mid-range. So I was okay with that. So being 6'2", playing the big man position should have been an advantage to me when big guys came and guarded me. Right. Right? <laughs> so I really can't say I was out of position. I probably, I probably was in a more perfect position because <laughs> <laughs> I had six, seven dudes guard me on the perimeter where I should have been able to clear out and go yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but to your question, um, I always preach to my kids, man, the talent will show itself. If you work on your game, it'll show. Um, if you build your confidence along with your skills, it'll show. A coach can't deny you from playing if the skills are there and you're showing it and you and you uh, kicking butt and practice every day. And, that, and, and what I mean by that, you hustling, you doing all the things the coach is asking you to do. You you uh you go to practice every day. You taking care of the business in in class. You know you working on your skills. It'll show. No coach is gonna keep you on the bench if all of those things. If you're doing those things, now most coaches won't. Now there are coaches who will like have their favorites or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Um, but I'm not one of those guys that's just gonna hop schools. I I, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna do that. Um, it will. It will have to be something very obvious and something very malicious that they do to my kid for me to be like, "Oh, he's leaving. He's leaving here." You know what I mean? Right. And you see, you see it every day where, not that coaches are holding kids back, but parents are moving their kids from school to school to school to school to school, um, just because they don't feel like they're getting the playing time. Or just because they feel like their kids should play upper level, like if they're a uh, lower classman, they should be playing varsity ball, or whatever. Like you, 
You see it all the time. Right. Um, and then sometimes it's it's just like you said, the system don't fit your kid. Right. And they go elsewhere and it's kind of like, well, maybe that was true. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe that system wasn't for that kid and that kid is flourishing at that new school. So you do see you see a little bit of all of it, but I don't think my son right now is in that position. Um, and I'm not one of those extreme parents that move in multiple schools. Just go, just go work hard is my philosophy. Yeah. Sometimes, um, yeah, sometimes those parents do, do more harm than, than good to their, to their kids. You, you touched on something about like, you didn't want something to be a hindrance to your relationship with Monte. Um, yeah. Like you didn't want to push him so hard where it'd be, you didn't want to push him into running where it'd be a hindrance to their, to y'all's relationship. Uh, expand on that a little bit more. And, and, and this is from the fact of like, when you watch your kids play and you know, they have talent, you know, they've been working hard, but maybe it doesn't translate into the game where like, yeah. like I've had times where I've watched my kids play and I just be on the sideline, just bottled up like, like, come on, like, <laughs> like you got it in you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, like just do yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, how do you how have you balanced like that with also like not making sure you're coming down too hard where it does where it doesn't fracture that relationship? So it, it took me some time to learn this. Like this wasn't something I just uh that I just started off doing. I used to coach myself. I used to coach him at AU. And it was it, it taught me a lot about myself and about him and our relationship. So I, I started to see that. I think naturally coaches are going to do one or parents are going to do one or two things when they coach their kids. They're going to be harder than the other kids, harder on their kid than the other kids, or they're going to let their kids slide with a lot more than they let the other kids slide. with. Right. I think, I don't think that I was harder on my son than I was on the other kids, but I think he took it that way because I am dad, right. you know, so I could yell at one kid, and yell at my son the same way, my son's going to cry. Yeah. Or he's going to choke up. If something, something's going to happen. Like, oh, he's going to get an attitude. Or something. And, it, and it used to affect his game. So when I start to notice it is when at home, you know, he's a kid. So <laughs> the doing homework or not cleaning up or not doing your chores and he's getting uh, talked to or yelled at for that, I noticed, like, him like just distancing himself away from me yeah and uh, i can't i can't remember specifically what happened but like uh, it it made me look at the whole the big picture and like when i thought about it i was like man, i'm yelling at this boy all day long like right. yeah. from from <laughs> like from the time he gets out of school we go to practice to the time he goes to bed he's probably getting yelled at by me yeah you see what i'm saying so yeah. like um so that that kind of just made me want to take a step back and like after after I figured that out, it, it started first with um, I would let the other coaches just talk to him. Like I wouldn't say nothing to my son during games and stuff. Well, I didn't particularly like that because not not because that the coaches wasn't doing what they were supposed to do, but they they took it as be softer on him than the other <laughs> than the other kids. Right. That ain't what I was looking for. Um, and then, you know, once he started playing for somebody else and if I did coach, I would just be in an assistant role. Like mm-hmm. right now, I'm not the coach of the his AAU team, Reese's. Now it's just met with – only time I yell at him if 
he's not giving effort. Right. Um, which Reese is gonna yell at him for the same thing. Only time I really when I when I do talk to him about something is positive reinforcement. Um, it's more of advice um, based. I, instead of doing that, maybe you should look at doing this next time. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, he and it's been great ever since. Like our relationship has skyrocketed from there. Like we 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 on a whole nother level right now, and I and I love it. You know, and that I've always wanted basketball or anything that we do together or that he does is he sees me as pushing him and seeing me want him to do better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And him while him having fun. Yeah. So I think that's where we are now with it. Um, my son Marcellus, I can yell at him all day and he gets <laughs> going. He, he's different. You know, every he's my third Monte's my oldest, and I think a lot of times with that oldest one, man, there's more pressure on him than than the other ones. Yeah, you know, so he we we doing a lot better with it. We doing a lot lot better with it. So yeah, that's amazing. And like it seems like all right. So like when we were growing up, and as, as we swapped stories, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah, and this is also true for like a lot of our friends growing up. Like we didn't. There was no like emotional reinforcement. Like. Oh, zero. Yeah, like you didn't you didn't have like (laughs) these emotions to share or like no one cared about your emotions. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) But like as a father, it seems like sports as like you coaching your son has taught you how to like manage that emotional aspect of your kids. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like a lot of kids in our community like have so much well had so much bottled up in them where like maybe they didn't have the freedom to express themselves at home or whatever and so they use that basketball as an outlet because they didn't yeah. have you know certain spaces that were comfortable but it seems like from what you're saying like you were able to notice through the game his emotional needs and kind of like you know re- reroute the way you parented from from that oh yeah and and you know I had to think about myself at his age you know I wasn't the most confident kid you know what I mean and just I had to put myself in his shoes when I was that age and like you know you had the kids who were just naturally good for whatever for whatever reason either they were just more mature or they just they're just putting in extra work with whoever you know and it translates into the game and some kids just move slower when it comes to that having confidence in themselves and so me yelling at him being his dad wasn't helping that confidence that he already didn't have you know what i'm saying so um man it just <laughs> it just starts with love for real like he got to know that like man i'm on your side i love like whether you win or lose or make a mistake, I'm still your dad. I love you. You know what I mean? Like they don't really either don't know how to ex- express that part or, or difference. When you yell as a dad, they just know yelling and they wonder why this dude that I live with every day is, is just constantly on me. Yeah. So that, that was me as a, as a young, as a, uh, when I was young too, you know, I, I just naturally didn't have the confidence. I wasn't as confident as my, in my game as others were. Um, for whatever reason, I I don't know why. And you know, another thing, just just talking about what you were saying as far as the emotions thing and how nobody cared about our emotions, and we also didn't know nobody ever taught us how to express our feelings. Yeah. So it always came out in just crying <laughs> or like oh, a ball of rage. It was like one end of the spectrum to the other. Like you was either crying your your eyes out or you was just angry as a kid you know what i mean and yeah. nobody knew why 
because nobody ever was like, man, it's okay to cry or it's okay to be mad, but try to control it. Tell me what's like, what's wrong. Like it was, nobody cares what's wrong. Go, go play. Yeah. Get back out on the court. So it, it, man, it's all, it's all a learning, learning thing, man. It's, it's the important part is that you do catch it and learn it <laughs> and yeah. try to listen to these kids. So Monte is in a sophomore going through it. And you said, um, Celis is the one where he doesn't need any push or anything like that. Nah, what he about, don't need no push. What about Makai and little Martin? Like how are they with sports and why was so leaning towards? So Makai, uh, he used to play sports. Like when he was really young, like starting out it, he just didn't care for it yeah. <laughs> at all. Like, he didn't care for the yelling. He didn't care for the the being out in the heat. He didn't care for the workouts. He just didn't care. And we tried to push him, you know. And, and it's funny, I, I tried to push him towards uh, football because he's really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's stronger, naturally stronger than my other kids. And uh, But he just wasn't feeling it. He played. He would play and he would go practice and stuff, but he didn't love it. Like, he would go because we – Signed him, him go, yeah, yeah. We yeah. signed him up so he would go. Um, but he he's more of a he's into gaming. He's into mm-hmm. the computers. He's into animals. He's into those things. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. It, it's funny having kids and you see different traits of yourself mm-hmm. when you were a kid. Because when I was a kid, I really loved animals. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'm I'll sit and watch National Geographic type things all day long. Right. Like I was just that kind of kid. I love cartoons. I like I was I was a kid for as long as I was able to be, you know. What I mean? yeah. So um that that's him. He he's into those things, gaming and animals and stuff like that. So he don't really he don't really do sports. He don't do sports at all. He'll he'll get out there and run track. So I, I do make him like I won't make him play like basketball or football or anything like that. But you're gonna run track. <laughs> it don't take nothing but effort to run track right he has to do something he can't come home and play video games all day because he don't do band he don't he don't do any after other after school programs you gotta do something brother <laughs> if he decides to do band or something maybe we won't make you run track which he, he seems like he's all right with running track like he's never said i don't want to do this so yeah um i always try to make sure like hey how is this going do you still want to do it type thing uh, Marcellus, like I said, he plays, he runs track, he plays football, he plays basketball. Um, he's self-motivated. His, his motor goes and goes and goes. Um, he was outside today and it's 90 degree weather, went up to the park, played basketball, came home, got his football stuff, walked to a friend's house, and they walked from there to to football practice. And I'm thinking. Did he, did he get any water? Did he eat? I have no idea. He just ran off passion. What what I told him, I was like, when he when he asked me if he'd go to his friend's house, I'm like, no, like you gonna walk to your friend's house and then go to practice. He was like, yeah. I was like, all right, if if that's what you want to do. <laughs> so he he did that. Uh, Martin, he he's uh he's naturally good in sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's my only lefty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he loves baseball. And he loves basketball. Um, he is one of the most emotional kids I know <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to everything. I think that's but, something with the youngest though as well. Yeah. 
And that's that's exactly what it is. But man, when when he's only nine, so take right. this with a grain of salt. When pressure's on, it's like something clicks for him. <laughs> it's like he's cool. Like, yeah. like there's no pressure at all. Like I've seen him knock down free throws, like to win games. Mm-hmm. I've seen him hit baseball like on a th- on a this is going about to be his he got two strikes rock a baseball to win <laughs> the games <laughs> like i've seen it multiple times right and i don't want to jinx it but like he i don't know he just gets locked in he has these these points where he, he just locks in during the game when when pressure's on um that's something he didn't get from me i <laughs> i know nothing about um but he loves he loves sports, man. He just naturally, I don't know if it's just because he got three other brothers before him that he just naturally know how to do stuff like mechanic mechanics wise. Yeah, like he's been knowing how to throw a ball. For I don't know how long. Swing a bat. For I don't know how long. Dribble a basketball. For I don't know how long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just came natural to him. Um, but yeah, he he loves baseball and basketball. That's, that's his two things. Yeah, it's fun having kids that are all on different parts of the spectrum and to be able to, like, sit back and watch it all evolve and just see, like, who likes what, who has a skill here. You know, yeah. Will Martin, he he got the ice in his veins. You know, he's, he's clutch. <laughs> um, but something something that I, w- I want you to talk more about is, like, all right, so – and I've seen this in my own life, like, with my sons of, like, I love basketball. I used to train people, so I tell my sons, like, if you listen to me, I get you to the league. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah. like, so like, like my, my oldest son, Carson, he doesn't like, he likes basketball, but he's not going to like, and, and he's only going to the sixth grade. So this also can change. Yeah. But he hasn't, he hasn't like shown like the love for the game to like get outside and like play by himself or something like that. He says All he right. wants to try out this year for uh sixth grade. And so I'm trying to balance of like, I want to train to help you, but also don't want to like be overbearing. Right. But like speak on like so like Makai, like he he likes sports, but he's not you know, like he he's not your one that's passionate about it. So talk about like being like you as a parent loving sports, but being okay if that's not what your sons like want to do. You know what I mean? Well, it's a little easier for me because I got four. <laughs> <laughs> right. So one not wanting to play, is it gonna hurt my feelings all that bad just because me and Brandy rip and run all day long? Yeah. Like all day long with these boys. <laughs> Two, sports can be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it don't hurt that bad. What I would like him to play, I think he could really be good if he actually played and applied, you know, himself, like really got into it. Do I think he'd be good? I think he'd be really good. But I, I don't ever want to push them to do something they don't want to do. Like if right. they heart ain't in it, I don't, I don't. Cause it, it just it just breeds resentment, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it, like I really don't want to do it, so I'm gonna just go out here and practice halfway. I ain't gonna go, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't be there uh, in his practices, so he's just gonna do whatever it takes to not get on the field. Right. He's gonna sit on the sidelines and play. You know, he, he ain't gonna pay attention, and it's all gonna translate to a game or whatever, and you're going to be like, well, why ain't my son playing? And then when he gets in, you're going to be like, oh, <laughs> I see why. He, right. I see why he playing. So I I, I don't – I try not to to force him to, to do 
Now, I I say I don't force them, but sometimes I do push them. I, I push them to the point to where you have to really show me you don't want to do this. Right, yeah. Because sometimes, like, I wish somebody would have pushed me to do some things Yeah. that I didn't do. You know what I mean? Like, just to I, – I need to really make sure you don't like doing this or you don't want to do this. You know what I mean? Like, ever, ever been a whole bunch of things or clubs or whatever that – I probably would have enjoyed if I just would have tried it. Yeah. But I, I didn't have anybody pushing me to do it. And I think what's cool about this day and age is that, you know, if he's in the gaming and he, he's in the computer and software, like there's so many other resources out there to like, yes, uh, push him into where he can be a professional at a young age at you yes. know, what he's, what he enjoys. Like there's camps for like coding and video game camps. You know, did you, you see space jam too? Yeah, I've seen it. You know, yeah, got LeBron wants his son to play basketball, yeah. but his son wants to, you know, work on yeah, video games. It's like that. Yeah, so it's like it's like that thing where like nowadays we have the ability to like kind of send our kids and to have them, you know, pursue those interests outside of sports. When Brandy like, literally just showed him. My bad, I meant to interrupt you. Uh, Brandy just showed him a text, and we got this little family group text. Uh, it's a, I don't know, she got a booklet or a pamphlet from somewhere saying that the gaming industry is going to be up to $1.6 billion at by the end of this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like you said, so many resources, and they expand in, in every direction on this gaming and computer and metaverse and all that other stuff I don't understand. Yeah. When you when you think about your kids in their sports and athletic careers, like what is what is your desire for them? Like, is it is it college and playing in college, or is it just letting them kind of figure it out on their own? But um, but, but um but also being there to help them in any way that that they want. Yeah, my 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 goal for them is to it, it's it's education for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to college. Well, I went to BCTC for a little bit. I didn't finish. Should have never went. <laughs> Was not focused. But hopefully there'll be more focus when it's their turn to go to college, you know. And we don't always push college on them. You know, we we tell them there's other routes to get to where you want to go. But if sports is your thing, yes, college. You know, go to college. Use it to pay for your education because that's, that's first and foremost. You need your ed- You got to get an education. You need an education. Um, two, like I said, man, I, I just want them to experience things that I didn't experience that I wish I had. Um, and that's, and what I mean by that is leaving home, leaving Lexington, or not even if you leave Lexington, I don't care if you go up the street to UK, go live on campus though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get away from home. I stayed, I lived at home while I was going to BCTC. I stayed home. I worked. And I never lived on my own until me and Brandy moved in together. Right. And then we ended up getting married. So and y'all had a kid at what age? Like like nineteen, twenty? I was twenty, about to turn twenty one when we had my son. Yeah, so you were you know, you had to you had to grow up a little bit. I had early. to grow up a little bit, yeah. Early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were early. And then the kids kept rolling in after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man, you know, uh of course education, man, college if if that's what they want to do, um, for the ones that play sports, I will hope that they 
use that as a tool to pay for their college. Um, and then whatever comes after that is a is a plus in my eyes. Um, but if they want to go college, you know, there's other um, avenues they can go down as far as, you know, uh, trades. And like I like you said, I'm, I'm a firefighter. You don't need a degree for that. Right. And pub, I don't think any public service you need a degree for. Um, policeman, you don't need a degree for that. You just need a high school diploma. Yeah. So um, if they want to go down one of those avenues, I'm, I'm good with that too. I just want them to do something that they, one, love doing, and two, that, you know, it fits them and provides for them in the way that they want it to. I think Marce- <laughs> Marcellus has expensive taste, so he has to make it to the NBA or become a doctor or something. Yeah. He he can tell you what all the cars, all the expensive foreign cars and all of that. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, even, even thinking about my kids and like, cause I like, I know my personality is, is, is the, if my kids tell me they want to do something, the first, my first inkling is like, we're going to go all out on it. Like you yeah. said, you want to play basketball. Like if I'm up at 6am, you need to be up at five forty-five. You know what I'm saying? And so I know that I have the I, I have the tendency to go overboard. And so what yeah. I want to do is like check myself and be like, I want my kids to enjoy it because I'm also going to be one of those parents that's like, I'm just going to sit on the sideline and I'm not I'm not I'm not going to say a word because I understand like when they're ten years old, no one's coming out giving them scholarships. But also right. like, but also know like if this is what you want to do and you say you love it, then you know there needs to be something you do outside of the outside of practice time to show that you love the game. And I think you talked about that when we talked on the phone about like you know Monte would say he loves basketball, he loves running, but you're like you know well, you don't really do the extra yeah. stuff on your own. And so I think like the, I I think that's the trickiest thing with sports and parenting is because like you really want to push your kids because as adults, we know what it takes to like achieve a certain level of success or to be good at it. And so when your kids are in something, you know, especially if you're paying money, yeah, you, you really want them to, uh, you really want them to apply themselves, but you also don't want to damage your relationship. So, right. like, so like, this is, this is why I wanted to have this topic because like, there's so it's many factors. Yeah. There's so many factors that go into like parenting and having your kids in sports where yeah. it's like you said, it's a very fine line and it's very tricky. Yeah. And and not only you as a parent, when you play, when your kid is playing sports, you got to deal with other parents. <laughs> right. <laughs> you you got to deal with the other parents. Uh, I've thankfully been blessed to not have to really deal with any uh, extreme parents from, a, you know, from any of my team, uh, my kids, teammates or opposing teams. Um, cause that can get wild too. I've seen it. I've seen it go, go bad. You know, <laughs> I just personally haven't been, I'm just not that type of person anyway. So it probably wouldn't happen. It would have to be something extreme for me to get into it with another parent. Yeah. And I'll be, I'll be open about this. So my youngest son, um, Bennett, he was playing in the basketball league, his first league. And so, you know, when, when he was at home and we're playing, like, he's just, he like he knows what to do. He knows how to dribble. He knows all the moves. Blah 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 blah. So when he played in his first game, he was just like standing there on the court and like wasn't moving. And like he acted like he didn't know like how to dribble or anything. He just kind of went brain dead. And so mm-hmm. me and my wife were watching from the stands, like yelling, like Bennett, come on, like get the ball, dribble, like you know what to do. Yeah. 
And so it's one of those things where, you know, after the game, we're like, hey, you play good, but, you know, why were you just standing around, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I remember, you know, we went back to our, our house and my mom and was there and he's like, Nana, Nana, I actually did try my best. And so like that kind of like hit me in the stomach because it's like, you know, this is it's, this was his first game. Right. He didn't, he didn't need to be asked, like, why was he standing there? He just needed yeah. to be like, we're happy that you were standing there. And like we we yeah. low key ruined the whole season because like he didn't want to practice. He didn't want to play. He was yeah. nervous. You know what I'm saying? And so, you yeah. know, we we talked we talked a lot about how like we we ruined that first game emotion. And it was because like when he was at home, because like he would he played in the game and didn't do do much, but then came home and like was shooting and running and back and forth. Like, Where was all this set during the game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then I took it overboard, like, all right, come on, practice every every night. Like Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a thing. It's one it's a it's a learning experience for you. And now you you say you ruined it for him and, and he didn't want to practice, man. You just gotta you just gotta build that back. You just gotta build that trust back and know yeah. next time. Like now I don't even for for mine, I don't even right after the game, I try not to say anything. Yeah. I try not to I'm sorry. Did I lose you? No. Nah, I mean Okay. All right. Um right after the game, I try not to say anything. I don't always succeed. Yeah. Um, but usually it's more of I always start off with so how you feel about that game? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> how you feel about that? How you feel how you feel like you did, you know? <laughs> Questions that I, I don't I don't try to insinuate nothing. Like even after the best game you had, how you feel about the game? How you think you played? Yeah. I always hit them with that and just let them tell me. Right. And I and I always try to say, don't tell me what you think I want you to say. <laughs> tell me how you really feel about it. So, you know, and which it takes a while. For me, it took a while for them to be honest because of how it was before. Right. Of the, you know. Man, you should have done this. You should have done that. Now it's uh, he's gonna tell me what I think. I'm gonna tell him what I think he wants me to say. Yeah. So, but now it's more of an honest thing and how he played. And now I just be like, so that didn't work out for you. So what? What you think you should have done? And I just let them kind of work their way through it. Yeah. You know. And and that's good how you mentioned like you have to rebuild that trust because yeah you know I've I've learned and this isn't even with sports just with like parenting in general like the way you used to be you know like maybe maybe this is true for you as well but like when I was younger I was you know a more strict parent but now as I've had more kids like I just don't have the emotional energy to fight the battles all the time so I let I let a lot of things slide you know what I mean but that doesn't mean no, like, with you. that doesn't mean like this like what one kid experienced the strictness like they still see like you know, yeah. he, he used to be this way. And so, like, is he really changed? Do I really have that yeah. space to, like, you know, right. well, it's say, just kinda, say the it's, truth or whatever? Yeah, it's kind of like um, you with your parents. Your parents treat your, your kids way different than they treat <laughs> you. Like, you don't even recognize your parents anymore. Sure don't. This ain't the, this ain't the parent, parents that I grew up with. So, I mean, it's just that, that kind of thing, man. Like, you, the more kids you have, the the first, the first couple, man, they're they're test dummies. They just don't realize. It. <laughs> they don't test. Yeah. They get they get it the worst, man. And then after that, it gets better for each kid. Uh, but yeah, that's all it is, man. You just gotta you live and you learn, man. They they learning as they're growing and learning. We are too, man. That's that's what I've kind of 
learned uh, in raising these kids, whether it's, you know, especially in sports, in sports and in everyday life too, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's a guy. It's, no, it's a it's a guy that um, his name's uh, Derek Talbert. I don't know if you know him, but uh, he he put a status on Facebook one time and it was like, "You can't always expect your kids to know what you're talking about. Like you've <laughs> lived already. You've lived already, so you know you can't expect a kid to just automatically know something that you're telling them. Sometimes you have to explain to them <laughs> what you really want. So. And that's the common sense stuff too. Yeah, even as something as simple as like, hey, we shouldn't we shouldn't jump off there, or we yeah we shouldn't, we shouldn't pick this up and throw it in this direction. <laughs> like they don't know why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The world's a playground for them. Yeah, I was just gonna say that is probably why the youngest does usually have like a longer leash is because by the time the parents get to the youngest like we just don't want to fight anymore like we just don't have the yeah we just don't have the emotional energy to, to, to keep up throw in the towel you win you win uh this but is... my youngest is also probably <laughs> he, he's very smart and he's very mature and sometimes i forget he's not because right. he'll do something that i'm like Dang, like I ain't know you knew that. So now in my mind, when he does something real childish, <laughs> I get on him because I forget <laughs> because you just did something that blew my mind away. <laughs> like, yeah. how, why are you why are you doing this? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. My one so my, my last question. Um I was just thinking about like as your kids get older, because you have a son that's in high school, how have y'all talked about like being an athlete student and also navigating like social media in this, in this era and like how, you know, the way you Ooh. present yourselves on social media can like impact other opportunities for the future. Yeah. So, um, Monte, he wants Snapchat so bad. <laughs> We're like, no, nah, you, he, he has an Instagram. We let him have Instagram. He has a Twitter. Um, one of the reasons he has Twitter is because like I said, Reese, College coaches. College coaches. Yeah. You, you know, you, you put your stats and stuff on there. Same mm -hmm. with Instagram. You know, you can use it for fun, stay in contact with your friends, post videos and stuff. But also post your your videos of your your sports, whatever sport you're playing, videos of you playing, highlight tapes or whatever you want to call it. That's how these coaches are coming to look at you. You know, they can't be at every camp where they can't come to you every – every kid's high school that they want to uh, possibly recruit. Um, so <laughs> we actually, me and my wife actually got mad at him because he raced all his pictures and videos off of Instagram <laughs> that we had on her. Yeah. We're like, why'd you do that? And he he didn't even have an answer for me. I'm like, man, you need to put all that stuff back on there because it shows your progression throughout the years. Because yeah. it, it was stuff from, you know, even Parks and Rec on up through middle school, and, you know, his first year of high school. Right. And all his AAU stuff. So we was just getting on them about that. But, you know, with that being said, we also tell them the importance of, you know, what you post and, you know, any derogatory, you know, things that you like. Yeah. You know, you can go over and hit that like button. A lot of, you know, companies and schools and organizations, if you like a post that is very like that's a very derogatory or, you know, racial or whatever. If you yeah. like it, you agree with it. 
Yeah, and they will find and you, it. And they will and come they after will you. find it. And they will come after you. You can have a full ride today going like a post, and that scholarship's gone. We don't agree with that. Now, you know, you're on there holding up whatever, guns and money and, you know, whatever. B's you know, and whatever C's. Yeah, B's and C's. Gang affiliations and all of that. You know, rap lyrics, all of that, man. You on there saying the N-word or whatever. Like coaches, they and they have they they fully have their right to be like, nah, <laughs> we good on you, and that's all it takes is that one time whether you agree with it or not, you know whether your friend or somebody or acquaintance posted or your favorite uh, celebrity posted something you liked it or reshared it, you agree yeah. with it. Right. That's how they look at it. That's how my job looks at it. If I go on uh, social media and like a post that's very derogatory or racial or something like that and they see it i'm gonna get disciplined for that absolutely um so we we tell them you know we try to just tell them carry carry yourself in the way that we raised you right. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. like you ain't no thug you're not hard you're not this you ain't that yeah don't be posting it you know what i mean like <laughs> right. don't post it it's that simple you know um so we we do talk to him about that especially monte like i said he just because he's the one that's, I mean, he's two years from, removed from college. He's, he's there. Um, but it's good to talk to him in middle school as well, like as young as possible about that stuff, especially about social media since it's taken over the world anyway. Yeah, and when you're, and when you're young, you just feel like you're so far r- removed from that. Like you don't think about the consequences on the back end. No, no, you don't. I'm glad we didn't have social media well, it was, and camera phones. It was it was just starting when I was like leaving high school. So yeah. I had a I had a nice MySpace top eight, you know. Yep. Yep. All of that, man. Camera phones that we so camera phone <laughs> remember the uh sprint sprint flip phones? Yeah. DJ Adams was the first person I know that had one of those. <laughs> I'm sure if you look at one of them pictures off his phone now, you couldn't even <laughs> you couldn't even make out who was in the picture. It That's how like, far technology. <laughs> it looked like one of those crypto NFTs, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the like the crypto punk. It looked like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's that was the start of the flip uh, the camera phones for me. And then I get I say about 2000. I think. My first year at BCTC, my first semester at BCTC, I think they were uh, – Facebook was just now starting. I guess 2005, 06, somewhere in there, 05, yeah. 06, 07, somewhere in there. Uh, somebody came through to Facebook. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Who knew it would be what it is now? Yeah, and then and then you remember when Facebook first came? I thought it was so lame because like I can't post the background, I can't put no song on here <laughs> yeah, because like, what of my is space. this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because Facebook was just for college students. You had to have a college uh, login, like a college email or yeah. something. <laughs> That's wild, boy! You took me down memory lane. MySpace top eight, <laughs> top eight. What a time to be alive! But oh, hey, I. I appreciate your time. This was fun. Um, you yeah, know, when I had awesome. my when I had my fourth child a couple months ago, Charles texted me and said, uh, we used to make fun of Martin for having four kids. <laughs> and now you have four. Yeah. 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 Y'all, y'all was my 
I'll never forget though. Y'all was my first two kids. <laughs> you and Charles. <laughs> he hates when I say that. When I call him my son, he hates it. Hey, we were uh, we would we would we would leave high school and go to y'all's house and hang out and yeah. You know, I, I always remember that night we got like snowed in and uh Brandy yeah. was pregnant. To, yeah, we went to like Texas Roadhouse in like a blizzard. It's like who thought yeah. that was a good idea? <laughs> with, with with no phones, like if someone got trapped or whatever, like no, nah, it was y'all because y'all 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 told us to She get- was hungry. Y'all went. We didn't go. <laughs> yeah. She said if y'all drive and get it, we'll we'll get y'all something. Wow, yeah. we we would have gotten stuck. We'd have to walk to the nearest gas station, give y'all a call. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, man. Hey, man, let me, before we go, I know you're about to try and close out, man. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what you're doing, man. This is a, a, a pretty dope podcast and the whole setup and how it's structured, man. It's, it's pretty dope. Uh, I like it. I yeah. like it, man. Just keep doing it, man. I'm, I'm looking for the other, uh, other people. So, uh, man, keep doing your thing, man. Uh, I I can't wait to watch it grow. I appreciate that, man. I'm just trying to just trying to you know help people navigate sports and life and how it all intersects and connect. Taking my lessons yeah. and other people's lessons and seeing how they can all have a have a better life from it. So, absolutely, I appreciate you, man. No problem, man. Thanks for having me, brother. Yes, sir. <laughs>